Where we get comics, pop culture, and sports, and get ready for some pop culture because we are doing WrestleMania. It is WrestleMania time. We are a few days away from the ladies kicking us off and the first ever ladies main event in WrestleMania 35 from MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Um, if I'm talking wrestling, you know I'm talking to my buddy Mac. How's it going, Mac? Good, man. How are you? Oh, not so bad. Good to have you back on the show. Um, Good to be here. Yeah, you were. You, you usually come on about uh, four times a year because. We pretty much just do the big four, or what I perceive as the big four on this podcast, because uh, I think Money in the Bank has replaced uh, Survivor Series as one of the big four, so uh, those are the ones that we do. We almost were going to talk fast lane just because it looked like I wasn't going to have a, a pod <laughs> for that week, and uh, thankfully something at least came up, so we were able to talk about something else. Cause... So we didn't have to talk yeah, about that. <laughs> exactly, so we didn't have to talk about fast lane, which is kind of a, a nothing pay-per-view, but... Uh, uh, here we go. This is a big, big WrestleMania card. They are trying to jam a lot into it. And one of the major complaints over the last uh, few years is that WrestleMania has been too long. This one is likely going to push. It's definitely going over four. Whether it goes over five, I think, will uh, remains to be seen. Um, it's a little overbooked, but not quite as overbooked as, say, WrestleMania 2000, where... I think WrestleMania 2000 had like one singles match and the rest were, you know, fatal four ways or super tag teams or triple threats. And like the only singles, well, I think was like some crappy, like Miss Kitty versus Terry Reynolds match or something like that. So it was a super bloated, um, it was a super bloated pay-per-view. There was also a single ma- singles match from Hardcore Holly and Crash Holly. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure, like, that was probably back when they were doing that stupid 24-7 uh, hardcore belt rule, right? So, like, It was the hardcore champion, yeah. yeah. So, like, 14 people probably interfered and all won the, uh, the hardcore championship that day. Um it's, that it's, was so dumb. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, it was. It was. It was fun for a little. It, it was. It's. It's one of the. Yeah, the twenty-four hour rule was one of those things that if you're in the creative room, you come up with and you're like, boy, that's awesome. And then, like, and on paper, it seems like a brilliant idea, but then in practicality, it was like, oh god, we've really messed this up here. Uh, yeah. All right, so yeah, we got a lot of matches to talk about, so let's get right into it. And we'll, uh, as always, because I love gambling, I'll bring up some WrestleMania betting odds to you. I got them here from the good people at OddsShark.com. Um, let's do the pre-show matches first, starting with the singles match for the Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, the champion, Buddy Murphy, is defending against Tony Nese. Mac. You know, I am excited because it's going to be a good match. Um, it's too bad that Cedric had to lose for that to happen. Mm-hmm. But I don't I don't dislike Tony Nese. Um, I, basically, Buddy Murphy being such a stud and having amazing matches is keeping this going. I mean, there's not really... It's kind of refreshingly different that it's not like, you know, a big weird story or anything shoved down our throats that way. Like there's they have their own show, but it's like, yeah, there's a tournament structure. You won, you do it. It's kind of almost Japanese style. Yeah, a little bit. Um, Buddy Murphy is minus 180. Tony Nese is plus 150. So Buddy Nese is go- or uh, Buddy Murphy's going in as the favorite Buddy Nese. Good Lord. Long podcast. Um, 
Yeah, Buddy Murphy's going in as the favorite. Do you see any reason to take the belt off of, off of uh, Buddy Murphy here? Not really. He's so hot, but if you take it off of him, like, I kind of want to see him go to another brand, to be honest. Like, yeah. shit, I mean, I mean, he's probably at, like, you know, 204.99 pounds. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. eat a big meal, and he's going to be competing on the main roster. Yeah, I think I, I don't think Tony Nese is the guy just yet. And when Buddy Murphy loses, it's got to be, okay, that's it for Buddy Murphy on 205 Live. He's heading to the main card, although they haven't been doing great with the call-ups not named uh, Ricochet or Aleister Black recently. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah. yeah, it's not looking great. Like, EC3, man. Jeez, looks like he's DOA. Um, this is so stupid. He's, like, their prototypical wrestler. That's, they, like... that's the thing I don't get, because he's got the look. He's basically, like... Honestly, he's like Disco Inferno if he was like another hundred pounds and and just <laughs> way sexier, right? Like it's, it's just like I, I yeah I don't get why he he hasn't even been given. They gave him like the thing where he beat Dean Ambrose, but that was more of a an fu to Dean Ambrose I think than it was a push to EC3. And he yeah, yeah, hasn't been given any sort of a chance. It's a damn shame. Um, it also feels like they're waiting to pull the trigger on a few things till after WrestleMania, right? Like. I, like, I, I would say the one thing I, I've learned in this uh, lead-up, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about how there's been overbooking in the uh, in the ladies' main event, as well as uh, uh, the Kofi Kingston uh, uh, angle. But Good. That's I, my main beefs. But... I, I, I just think that, like, what I've learned from, from this one in terms of the overbooking, Mac, is that I, th- I think the main takeaway I have from, from, the, from those overbookings is that we just don't have the attention span as a society anymore to do slow burn angles anymore. Like, like we, we just don't, we, we, we just, we need that instant gratification. It's got to happen now. And, and that's, that's why we just, we couldn't let them just kind of ease us into uh, Rousey flair and Lynch. It was, it was like, oh, we got to have it now. And everything's like, no, why are you adding Charlotte Flair and stuff? And it's like, and I'm just kind of like, it, and it is overbooking, but it's also at the same time, it happened so early that they needed to fill like, they needed to fill like almost three months of content to get here. Right. So to, to just be like, we got to get to this WrestleMania match, man. And we like WrestleMania is three months away. And yeah, it's, it's just, I don't think we have the attention stand to do slow it- burn story well anymore. it's it shouldn't it should have been you know more gradual it's like something you know it's like someone changed their mind at the last minute for a stupid fucking reason maybe someone whose name rhymes with um since mccann or something you know yeah. like because it's like you had the setup why are you changing your shit now yeah he took a beating on uh did you did you see the uh the john oliver thing where he went after wrestling on on sunday on his show I only saw two, three minutes of it, yeah. uh, just like an unofficial like YouTube re-upload or whatever. Yeah, it it was it was quite scathing. I gotta say. I mean, obviously, uh, if you're a hardcore wrestling fan such as yourself, and even like a semi-casual wrestling fan, um, you you would know that you know the the, the treatment and lack of health care and stuff that these guys get is obviously um, quite abominable. But, uh, it, you know, his thing was more for, like, explaining. And, like, if you know nothing about – like, like my wife knows nothing about wrestling other than, like, kind of rolling her eyes whenever I turn it on. But, <laughs> uh, but like, you know, if I tried to explain to her, you know, 
you know, these guys don't really get health care and wrestling and, you know, they, they work like 300 days a year and the human body's not meant to be, you know, smashed in the head with a chair 300 days a year and stuff like that. And these guys don't get health benefits and stuff. And it was just John Oliver kind of just being like, hey, people who don't watch wrestling, check this shit out. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, you're and, right. It's yeah. it's shit that we already knew. And for us, it was the devil we know. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like we, we heard Punk's uh, podcast and that sort of airing of those grievances yeah. and. It was like he referenced that a couple of times. John Oliver referenced that uh, that his Cole, that Cole Cabana podcast with I, a couple times. And that that you know is is uh, it's good. I mean, I I sort of don't trust Punk because he seems like the kind to you know stat, to try to get his jet, get his digs in. But yeah. all of, but Punk's uh, bit there, you know, it brings it to light. It highlights the fact that you know there's no medical insurance. There's this you know there's no mm-hmm. there's there's these things which is kind of messed up in this day and age. It's like as a maturing company who's just getting these like billions of dollars to go on the Fox network mm. for SmackDown and stuff like this. Like it, it is surprising. It's like they're doing these things and this is how they're operating. Yeah. They got to start taking care of other people. They really do. It's not a two bit outfit. This isn't going in high school halls. This no. is like the big deal. Yeah. I, I think, and John Oliver even mentioned, this is something that I knew that basically WrestleMania, which we're about to watch, and we're talking about right now on this podcast, it's like the the sixth highest grossing sports event. Like if you count all the sports event, uh, like the sports events worldwide, there's only five things that make more money as a single event than WrestleMania. And, uh, you know, one's like the Super Bowl, another one's like <laughs> the World Cup, which only comes around every four years, right? And, and <laughs> stuff like that. So it's, it's, it's obscene. Um, anyway, not... Not to be a downer or anything. I just wanted to spend a couple of minutes talking about that. Um, Let's talk about one of the other pre-show matches. Ladies first. A couple of battle royales. The women are up first. Um, Lacey Evans is... um, I don't know if she's even officially in this match. But uh, Lacey Evans has the highest odds on... uh, According to... uh, according to betonline.com and uh, your girl Asuka who unceremoniously lost the Smackdown Women's title a week ago much to the chagrin of most of the the smarks out there uh, she's plus 125 so Lacey would make sense um, I don't think they're going to do Asuka mm-hmm. I mean they I think they're making it clear that they you know she is that problem where she's you know not white you know she's got the yeah, it, that same shitty, I think, stigma and sort of mistreatment where you can't really have her in the championship, and it's like, it's like Vince like woke up and was like, oh, we can't have her in there. We have to have yeah. these three, or you, you have to have Ronda. And I don't dislike Ronda, no, but you don't have to have her. It's the same as as Lesnar, and and it and it, like it devalues when they do win, when they just you know they're a constant winner. You know what I mean? When there is no variance that way and and this then this just seems so dumb because it happened right before it they could have just made it a fatal four-way they could have built it more you could have done fucking anything other than nah, just change it to change it it feels like a change for the sake of change yeah and i don't even think i answered your question i'm just kind of ranting yeah <laughs> uh, we'll get into how i feel about that that uh title versus title because i th- i'm i think they have a means to an end as as far as title for title but i agree with you it sucks because the, like the internet and it, like anytime something bad happens to Oscar, my Twitter feed 
blows up. Like the wrestling part of my Twitter feed just goes nuts. Like they love her on the internet, and and anytime something bad happens to her, they just they absolutely hate it. They hate that she's tapped out to Flair twice. They didn't get why they. I mean, I I have I think there might be a reason, but uh, it might just be me spitballing. I'll get to it later. So a little tease there. Uh, stick around. And I'll, I'll give you my thoughts on why they <laughs> they took the belt off of Oscar. But it's just it. It was it was such a, a unnecessary swerve in terms of storytelling. Um, yes, this uh, is the second time they have done the woman's. Here here's the um, people who will be that we know will be participating according to the good people of Wikipedia: Oscar, uh, Carmella, Dana Brooke, Lana, Liv Morgan, Mandy Rose, Mickey James, Naomi, who's the defending champion, uh, Nikki Cross, Ruby Riot, Sarah Logan, Sonya Deville, and Zelina Vega. So those are the people who uh, they, I guess, put up on the Chiron. So we know that they'll be uh, in the match. I could see Lacey Evans winning this because for whatever reason, um, there's all these rumors about Lacey Evans. Basically, once WrestleMania is over, they're going to just shotgun her right to the top. Uh so I don't know, maybe having her appear in the the women's battle royale and win it, that that would make sense to me if that's their if that's their. But if it, if it works like the if it works like the men's, you win an opportunity to languish and do nothing. And... Exactly. Yeah, like <laughs> Naomi, basically same thing. She won last year, and and it it didn't mean anything. And uh, so yeah, who knows? I, I I don't. I'm not even gonna bother picking a winner in this. Like Oscar could win it for God's sake, just to kind of appease all of the smart marks, right? Um, uh, you, then it's like, oh yeah, they threw us a bone. It, yeah. I don't know. It's kind of cold comfort. I'd I'd honestly rather have Lacey win. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have Oscar lost on a grand stage, respectfully. I don't mm-hmm. care if Oscar wins, but she deserved better than that. Mm-hmm. Lacey can win because she could be really good if she gets to the top. The only thing with her is I just don't like like the big punch moves. Oh yeah. I can't No, I've, I've never liked it. I agree. I've never liked it in wrestling when someone has the one punch knockout. It's uh that that's never been something I like, but like at least make it a big diving thing or like, yeah, I yeah, I, 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 but whatever, you know, like that's just, that's just a nitpicky thing, but I completely she, agree. Yeah. She's good. Otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Um, Andre, the giant, Memorial Battle Royale. We, we're going to switch it to the men's now. This is the last of the pre-show matches. Um, this is a match that uh, they've been doing since WrestleMania 30 now, so this would be the sixth time that they've done this. Uh, the winners have been Cesaro, Big Show, Baron Corbin, uh, Mojo Raleigh, and last year Matt Hardy did it. And oddly enough, um, Matt Hardy winning it last year was one of the biggest pops we've got in of the entire WrestleMania. Like, cause there was the thing where I think it was Corbin and Mojo Raleigh, the past two winners of the, uh, uh, or the previous two winners of the, of the Andre, the giant Memorial battle Royal were, were in with Matt Hardy. And then the lights went out and Bray Wyatt showed up and Bray Wyatt helped Matt. And when Bray Wyatt showed up, it was one of the biggest pops of the night. Um, so I don't know, maybe Bray, this is where Bray Wyatt, cause people have been waiting for him to, uh, return from injury. Uh, the good people of Bodog have. Okay, this is hilarious enough. They have Braun Strowman as minus 120. Um, the second highest odds, Rob Gronkowski <laughs> at plus huh. 1,000. Uh, former New England Patriots tight end, Rob Gronkowski. I just don't think that's going to happen. Um, it, it's not a good idea. I no. mean. I know he's there's, participated in one of these before, I believe, but uh, I think he, I, yeah. 
he was he was like an ad hoc artist a participant right yeah yeah but like he retired now so everybody's been like like it's he retired about a month ago a little less than a month ago and so everybody's basically said oh it's Gronk. gronk's going straight to the wwe man people people would love that first off i don't think people would embrace rob gronkowski the way that they did ronda rousey because gronk played for the patriots who are just <laughs> universally hated although he's a pretty funny guy but uh i mean i don't know i i i don't see it happen we've already talked way too much about rob gronkowski um braun Strowman, what it what a what what a year it has been for Braun Strowman. Um, from last year this time, we were talking about who's going to be his tag team partner when he takes on the bar, and then it ended up being some 10-year-old kid who's uh. a son of one of the referees. Uh, people hated that. And, uh, yeah, then he ended up winning the Money in the Bank, looked like he was going to take on a bunch of people. They big-showed him the entire year where he was up and down between both uh, – where he made a bunch of heel turns and face turns all year. And uh, here we are. He's uh, the most likely to win the Andre the Giant Battle Royale, which, as you already mentioned, just means you kind of toil in obscurity <laughs> for for a year. And I, I kind of, like, I, I remember last year one of the few predictions I got right was Matt Hardy uh, should have won the Battle Royale because he was still doing the broken Matt Hardy thing. And to have him... I thought they would have him walk around with the trophy and like talk to it and stuff as if he was actually talking to the, uh, talking to Andre the giant and stuff. But uh, (laughs) yeah, they didn't, they didn't do any of that. And uh, one last thing to mention about this match is that uh, the two members of Saturday night live are going to be there. Colin Jost and Michael Che are going to have something to do with this matchup. Um, I am not seeing any cool, uh, call-ups for this match, Mac. Like I'm not, I'm not seeing any NXT guys like Adam Cole or anything that might be participants in this match. But I'd, uh, I'd love to see Keith Lee or uh, Dijakovic. Yeah, I love Keith Lee. <laughs> that guy's so awesome. Um, yeah, I don't like this. This is this is nothing to me. I think Braun Strowman's gonna win, and I, I don't think ultimately it will mean anything in the end. I think, I I think that this. And this is this is a noble pursuit, I gotta say, Mac. But I think that this Andre the Giant Battle Royale serves no purpose other than to get all of the people who don't have matches a WrestleMania paycheck, and that is a noble pursuit. So, so yeah, so yeah, that that's that's it for me as far as the Andre the Giant Battle Royale goes. All right, uh, let's go. I'm gonna use this Wikipedia thing, and we'll go from kind of the top up here. Um, first up, ooh, we're gonna start with a big one here. The SmackDown Championship, the WWE Championship, Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston. We're getting to this one early. So this is like when they do, uh, this is like in the Oscars when they, they give away one of the big ones early and then and then kind of move up. So we're going to we're gonna talk about the WWE Championship right now. Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston. Bryan is plus 180. Kofi Kingston is minus 270 to become the new champion. So he's the favorite going into this match. What do you think, Mac? You see... Brian's the kind of guy that I think would do it. Like he'd put Kofi over. Um, and Kofi's really hot right now. So like, it doesn't really make sense to have him not win because are you going to start a feud at mania or, you know, and like, you know, re- reach, have this come to a head at WrestleMania. Like, you know, considering it's, you know, we, I shouldn't have faith enough that they would do the thing that really makes sense. And, I well, we'll get more into into the build up, or can I can I talk about the build up now? 
Absolutely. Excellent. Two things I don't like about the build-up, though, is it just makes it look like, oh, Mr. McMahon just being charitable and, like, throwing Kofi the opportunity in the bone. And, like, Big E and and, uh, Xavier are just kind of like, oh, Mr. McMahon, please, please, please. And I'm like, holy shit. What I, like we have our gripes about the Attitude Era. Why wouldn't they just beat up Mr. McMahon? <laughs> Why wouldn't Biggie ask him a question? Hey Vince, does hair stick to shit? And then like sit on his head or something? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just that that is kind of dumb. Like Kofi deserves it, but I didn't like that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I hope Brian puts him over. Um, yeah, I really hope so, but. I won't. Uh, I guess won't count on it, even though it's why I want to happen. Uh, two two things. When Kofi completed the gauntlet match, uh, and it looked like he was going to get the title and then or get the match, and then McMahon was like, "No, now you have to actually beat Daniel Bryan," and then Daniel Bryan came out and beat him, and and it took away the opportunity, and the crowd booed. At the time, we all called it overbooking. But then the next week when it was like, okay, if Big E and Xavier Woods can win a tag team gauntlet match, you can go to WrestleMania. Because I like the idea of the New Day coming together as a team to help Kofi get that match. Like, So I thought I thought that was actually – a lot of people thought it was overbooking, but I, I thought it was quite excellent. Actually. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The only thing, though, is it made just about everybody look shitty. So it's True. like – Kofi's running through your fucking um, Samoa Joe with your intercontinental belt. And That's he's running true. through this person and this person. So it's kind of like, ugh. And the other thing is, shouldn't there be some faces here? We can't have a company where everyone's heels because then there's no heels. Yeah, it's true. Remember when the Usos were like, we're not fucking doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you should have had a, like, a bigger contingent there, mm-hmm. not just because, like, um, not just because I felt sympathy for Kofi, but because... You, you you need two sides. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, I mean, I I like it. One of the things, obviously, the Booker T angle from from many years because there is the racial aspect of this one of how Kofi Kingston. There's only been one like black champion that I can think of off at the top of my head, and that's been Mark Henry. Um, I know they like to count the Rock as like a black champion, but that's you know mm. that's stretching it a little bit, I would think. Yeah, um, yeah. Kofi. It would be and there's like Booker T should have been a WWE champion at some point and there was the whole build the racial build up with him and Triple H back in the day and everybody was like okay, oh. Booker T is gonna win this right and then he didn't and we were all like what the well, what the hell just happened and uh, yeah it, it was yeah I I mean I I think Kofi Kingston should go over so the, this will like kind of right that wrong almost hopefully one would think. And uh, the only thing that's going to suck about it, and by the way, this was a brilliant idea. I'm not bad with this, but that eco belt that Daniel Bryan carries around. Yes. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. It's, it's such a brilliant idea. The only thing that sucks about it is if Kofi Kingston wins this match, he has to hold up that belt. So it's going to be this great, glorious moment for Kofi Kingston. And then all of the photos and all of the video we will have for the rest of time will be him holding up that 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 eco belt, just going like, woo, I did it. <laughs> and it's like, ah, all right. But that, that eco belt's a brilliant idea. So it, it seems like a small price to pay if, if Kofi Kingston is to win this match. Almost um, bittersweet. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Uh, who goes over, Mac? Kofi. I, I'm going to agree. I'm going to wishful thinking for uh, Kofi. Uh, you brought up the Usos. Let's go to their tag team championship match. Uh, the Usos are defending 
the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships in a fatal four-way against Ricochet and Aleister Black, who have come up and just been red hot since their call-up. Uh, although I don't understand why they keep all the like NXT Chirons uh, and stuff up whenever they, they come to the ring. Uh, the Bar, Shizaru and Sheamus, and Shinsuke Nakamura versus Rusev, who I think Shinsuke is just like at this point counting down the... Uh, the, the days till his contract is up and he can go to AEW. Um, let <laughs> me see if I can find this one. This is a late edition. Like, they just announced this, so I'm not sure if they have an actual... Uh, it does not appear that they have any betting odds available for this particular match. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it was kind of a... Well, they just added it yesterday, right? So, because uh, mm. yesterday Alexa Bliss came out and were like, it was like, hey, Usos, you're defending the title against these other free teams. And they just kind of stood there like, okay, not sure who gave you the authority to do this, but uh, <laughs> here we go. Um, Excuse me. I, I think this will be a fun match. Obviously, Ricochet and Aleister Black will do some cool stuff. Bar, uh, like, Cesaro and Sheamus will get to do their cool, like, Shazamus... Seamus Cesaro will be good name. Oh, that would be a good name. Uh, Cesaro will do his thing where he like spins around and then runs around uppercutting everybody. And Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev will do their whole thing. And Shinsuke will kick a few people in the face. The Usos will do some high flying moves, and it'll be a fun match. Not sure how much time they'll get, but uh, yeah, it should be all right. Uh, what do you think about this one? Uh, yeah, you know, I think it will be sort of a fluffy, well worked, but ultimately meaningless match. And especially meaningless because I don't think the titles are going to change. Yeah, I, I I think I agree. If you had to pick a team to take <clears throat> the belts, don't you think it would be Ricochet and Aleister Black, though, Mac? Mm, of like of that's the my, three, right? Because it's not going to Shinsuke and Rusev because they're like Shinsuke's practically leaving, I think. Um Cesaro and Sheamus, I don't think you do it because we've seen that before, and they can get it back. It's not their time to win the belts back to back back just yet, right? Ultimately, I agree with you. I don't think the Usos are going over. Plus, if you if we kind of go through the if if we kind of go through the uh, the card, we're going to need some champions to retain. So the the Usos picking this up, I think, is an easy way to be like, you know, not all the belts switch that night, sort of a thing. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's it's like as much as I would want. Ricochet and Aleister Black to win it because they're awesome and they're NXT OGs and everything. Um, probably not because they're new. The Bar, kind of like you said, they're like those um, kind of like styles that way. You can drop them into a into a championship contendership and it's uh, everyone believes it. You know, they're like your safe bet that way. You can do either one. And yeah, Shinsuke is just, I don't know. He knows he's over his, his peak and he's riding it out. So is yeah, wishfully Ricochet and Black, but I highly doubt it's going anywhere. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's talk about the ladies tag team belts who are also having a fatal four-way. Uh, one with a little bit more buildup. Um, the Boston Hug Connection, which, Jesus, that is <laughs> one of the worst names that they have ever... Like, the, uh. rock, the rock and Sock Connection was bad enough, but A, it at least rimed, and B, you knew Mick Foley and The Rock were not going to be a tag team for a long time right like it was, was intentionally a... stupid it that was intentionally yeah, ex- exactly and the boston oh. hug connection is not and it was like man <laughs> it's bad it's really bad but 
It is what it is. Um, they're the <laughs> champions, Bailey and Sasha. They're going to defend against the Divas of Doom are back together, apparently. Beth Phoenix has come out of retirement. Um, I mean, kudos to her, but I'm not sure we needed to throw Beth Phoenix into this already too deep pool of females that we have to the point where uh, Ruby Riot can't get like a push forward because they just don't have like they just have too many people that are good right now um you're right and you know what the fucked up thing is is i realized that like after the fact at first because i was like oh the iconics blah blah blah. why are they just sort of throwing themselves into this Mm. i like them by the way there was one promo when they like they uh they made the one female announcer like totally she was totally corpsing and it was just like okay now i really that was after they got kicked out of the uh royal rumble i think and they were just like Doing that? Did you see that? That was brilliant, though. I uh, I know it's in her. Check that if you can find it out on YouTube. Oh man. So, but anyway, so I was like, because I was like, oh Phoenix, and I totally like nostalgia popped, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. So I was like, yeah, screw these new guys. I was like, okay, so they're bringing her back for nostalgia pop. It obviously worked because it worked on me. Mm-hmm. But you're right to ask why. <laughs> yeah. Do they I, need it? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if they needed it, but yeah, uh, you know. I'm fine with it. I like. I, I'm not going to begrudge Beth Phoenix for coming in and and, and doing stuff. I don't think uh, the iconics you mentioned are also in this match. Um, and I don't think and or sorry and my girl Naya and Tamina who are just like I don't know <laughs> what's going on with those two. Um, they're not really putting them over as as being like this big Samoan powerhouse ladies team. Not as much as even I would like, because if you want to have, you know, your powerhouse chicks, you know, fucking do it. Run with it. Yeah, that's I I, I thought they were going to do it, but they haven't really run with it so far. It's been. eh, We'll see. Like, uh, obviously, Nia Jax is kind of spinning her wheels right now, Uh, but we'll see. I don't think that the titles change hands. I know that there were some odds. Just give me a second. I should be able to locate them. Ah, here we go. Women's tag team fatal four-way. Uh, Sasha Banks and Bailey are minus two sixty to retain, so they're the favorites. Uh, mm-hmm. Beth and Natalia plus five hundred to win it. The Iconics plus two fifty, so they're they've got the biggest odds to or the best odds to uh, become the champions. And then Nia Jax and Tamina are plus one thousand, so they got the longest odds to come away with it, which I agree with. I don't think there's any way in heck uh, Nia and Tamina come away with the belts. Um, I think Bailey and Sasha Banks just. Uh, I think they just win again, and we we just kind of move on to the uh, to the next phase of the Boston Hug connection. What do you think? Um, I'm not going to be surprised if Boston Hug wins. Like it's over, it's a safe bet. But like Nia and Tamina, they they always seem to throw those to a bone. You know what I mean? They always are made to look intimidating, and if they've been sort of shortchanged, this might be the time to sort of write that and have them win on the grand stage. Mm-hmm. You know. And they could do something cheap too, like because this is the stupid fatal four-way match. They could do something cheap, like sneak in at the last second, beat up like Peyton Royce, and then just pin Peyton Royce, and then they're the tag team champions. And Sasha Banks and Bailey are, would be able to do the thing where it's like, yeah, you guys haven't been able to beat us. You had to beat, you know, like I, I mean, if you had to guess one of the other three teams to go over that are not the Boston Hug, uh, who would you pick, Mac? Nyan Tamina. Think so? Yeah, I, I think I. Uh... I say, I think I agree with you in that Nia and Tamita would be the most likely if they were again I don't think that anybody's taking the belts off of the boss and hug connection. The one moment of hesitation I would have is I'm not sure how far they want to take this Beth Phoenix thing. 
And mm. I don't know if it's like we, we want to get the belt on Beth Phoenix for that nostalgia pop. No idea. But yeah, I, I, I think uh, Bailey and Sasha maintain. Uh, who goes over, Mech? Mm. Nyan Tamina. Oh, I like it. I like it. Live dangerously, Mac. Uh, I'm going to say Bailey and Sasha retain, but I'm going to share your, your enthusiasm. Uh, I also think that that'd be a great, like, if Nia and Tamina actually won, I think that would be great. Like, the crowd would just be like, and the crowd does not like this one bit, you guys. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, they'd just be booing the shit out of them. And, and you know what, though? Even if, you know, it, it then you, you do trade it between your, mm-hmm. your face teams and your heel teams, because you have... You know, two face teams, Bailey and Banks, and then you have the Divas of Doom, which are faces. Yeah. Iconics are kind of tweeners. Tweeners Nyan, leaning towards heels, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they're not like they're not the big monster heels, and and, no, and they, don't I, get, they don't get enough screen time to be monster heels, right? They're just basically weasels, but you, and they, they do cut that. nice promos and they have the hilarious like superhero pose that they do when they go oh, iconic, and I I like it. I. I I like the Iconics. I wish they'd give them a shot. I really do. And you're right. They're the, they're the Weasley ones. They play it very well. Boston Hug and Nia and Tamina, I think, are natural foils here. So they may kind of start sort of a like a binary star thing with them where they're mm-hmm. always sort of building a grudge and going back and forth. Even if they don't have the titles, some constant grudge. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, next up, Roman Reigns of all people is back good for him um good for him glad to glad to see he's uh fully healthy he's going up against drew mcintyre roman is minus 300 and drew is plus 200 this is a very interesting match um i don't think there's any way in hell roman reigns loses this match um because it doesn't make sense because he's still the goal he's still the golden boy um, there's no way he loses in his first official match back from beating leukemia. No fucking way. And it's, but it's also strange to me that they would throw a guy who it looked like they were really getting behind there and drew McIntyre. And so I'm interested to see how, how strong drew McIntyre gets to look in this in what I assume will be a losing effort. Cause I'm spoiler alert. I'm picking reins to go over, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm also interested to see how much time these guys get and what kind of bumps Roman Reigns takes, Mac. Like, would you... Book... I don't think he's going to go crazy on the bumps and stuff like that. Yeah. Would you book this as a squash squash match, Mac? Like, would would you go in and then Drew McIntyre eats a couple of spears and and, uh, and then a Superman punch and, and then that's it? No, I think it'll be sort of a safe uh, Drew, you know... Gets his licks and gets his holds. Rain Hulk, Reigns hulks up, you know, and gets the punch and maybe the spear. It'll be a for, very formulaic short match, I think, because like Reigns, you know, it is his first match back. He's shown remarkable resilience, obviously, by fucking even being able to do this. But I just don't think you take chances. You do this to sort of get him reestablished and everyone gives three cheers because he's healthy and he can win. And you don't want him to face someone who's shitty. You need him to face someone who's pretty good and has a mean streak and is kind of evil and Drew's the man right now. He's sort of uh, sort of the Jericho to Reigns' rock right now because Jericho is good for the rock because rock was so hot you couldn't have at like, you know, the two th- about the 2000 mark. You can't have him just keep squashing jobbers and shitty guys and, you know, and you need something different than Mick Foley. So you need someone who's 
he's good. He has to beat someone's good. Like the man's only as good as rivals, right? So that's why you need someone who's big and intimidating like Drew and can actually, you know, do your formulaic match to make it look like Roman's might lose. But I mean, anyone who's watched wrestling over five times knows it's just gonna be a Hulk up win. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Roman's reigns goes over for me, but I hope Drew Drew at least gets a little bit of rub in this match, so that uh, like I don't want him looking weak is is all I would ask for. Uh, who goes over, Mech? Reigns. I agree. Uh, next up, the WWE Intercontinental Championship match. Bobby Lashley, the champion, defends against Finn Balor slash the Demon. Uh, Balor uh, admitted that. Uh, or uh, unveiled uh, on Monday night that he was going to be showing up and that the Demon will be the one to face Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania. Finn Balor is minus 600 to become the Intercontinental Champion, Bobby Lashley plus 350. So, so far of the matches we've gone over, according to the good people on the gambling internet, Finn Balor is the most likely to win of the matches we've talked about this uh, so far. So, uh, does the Demon go over, do you think, uh, Mac? Um... Fuck. I'm going to I'm going to do my fa- I'm going to stand behind fantasy booking right now. Oh, okay. Get laid on me. We we limit love- ourselves to one fantasy book per pod, so that's <laughs> it. Use it wisely. <laughs> All right. Fine. Um I love Finn. He's mm. great, but Lashley needs something. You can't have this big fucking stud motherfucker not have anything. It just doesn't ah, like that just rubs me the wrong way. So my fantasy booking is is Lashley beats the demon and he's one of very few to say that and they can even have only one person in WWE parlance has ever beat the demon right like and it was Samoa Joe. Joe yeah it was Joe in NXT right that that's that, that's the only guy who's who's beaten the demon and and, and that's that's sort of a uh, you know they're almost sort of similar you know like Joe is at the time he was the scrappy sort of street brawling tough guy right and it was it was a good contrast um lashley doesn't have quite the same i don't know lovability or like likability he doesn't have charisma is the is the problem if he if he could talk on the mic he would be champion right now i i tell you yeah and so joe you know had that over him in in joe's feud there in nxt but um in my sort of fantasy booking mind Bobby Lashley is a bit more charismatic. A lot of people love him. He does beat Finn as the demon, and then they get sort of a mutual respect for each other. You know, they could have more matches going forward, and maybe they could have Finn overcome it and win too, because it's good to make sort of Finn look like the underdog against the big dude. Um, and you know, and go that way. But I just, I want to see Bobby retain. Yeah, I just, I don't see any way in hell they're going to bring the demon out for WrestleMania and then have him lose. I just, I, it just wouldn't make sense to me. If the demon's going to lose at WrestleMania, it has to be in like the main event. It has to be against a guy who, you know, scratched and clawed to get his way there. And then, you know, it has to be a good, like put over win. like I beat the demon. It can't, it can't be like, I just, I think Finn Balor's going over. I just don't like the thing. And, and we like, I can rehash this when we talk about the United States championship. I don't like the fact that, cause both the U S and the intercontinental championships, Mac are supposed to be for the guys who are getting, who are not going to be champion like like the main like the the they're they're not going to get the big belt just yet, but this is to let them know that we, we you know we got our eye on you and you're heading up, and now it seems like the 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 U.S. title and the Intercontinental title are more for because they just have so much damn talent that they're like 
we recognize that you're a champion or that you should probably be WWE champion, but we have too many guys. So here's your intercontinental champion because we don't want to put the, uh, put the main belt on you, which they did with the U S champion as well for Samoa Joe. We'll get into that in, in, in a minute, but, uh, yeah, I, th- I think Finn Balor goes over as the, I think the demon goes over and I, I think he's the, uh, the intercontinental champion, uh, walking out of WrestleMania, uh, who goes over in the match, Mike? Sticking to my guns here, Bobby. All right, saying Bobby, I like it. So you sh- you should be interested in that plus three fifty then. Um, <laughs> next match: Samoa Joe, the champion, versus Rey Mysterio, singles match for the United States Championship. Um, the odds on this one are Samoa Joe minus two fifty, so he's the favorite. Rey Mysterio plus one seventy to walk away. Really? Yeah. Joe, uh, Joe's the favorite. Joe's the favorite, according to uh, according to the good people of the internet. He's minus two fifty, so he's he's most likely to go over. I, I think so too, because I don't I don't see there's going to be plenty other titles getting moved around. Uh, Balor's gonna Balor's gonna win that. Like obviously, like wrestling parlance would state that because Finn Balor's going over in the Intercontinental Champion, which I believe that Samoa Joe would then have to retain in the in the US title just in terms of, you know, balancing the the heel and <laughs> you know, balancing the worlds of the heel and, and the face. But um, yeah, you never uh, you never know. I, I, I personally think Samoa Joe is going to go over in this uh, and this is going to be a great match. It's, you know, Rey Mysterio is going to do his thing and Samoa Joe is going to do his thing, and in in the end, I I, I think Joe will go over because I I just don't think it's time for, I don't think Rey Mysterio needs a belt at all, mm. but like at like at all, he's he's an all time legend. He's going to be in their Hall of Fame, although we could you know spend some time talking about the silliness of the WWE Hall of Fame. I'm fine with it because <laughs> it's a fake Hall of Fame, but uh, um, yeah, I I like Rey Mysterio just does not need the U.S. title the way. Samoa Joe I think does because it doesn't seem like at this point in our lives that Samoa Joe will ever get to be the WWE or the Universal Champion but uh, so yeah just let him hang on to the United States belt and and see what he can keep doing with it and I'd be a little bit weary if if Rey Mysterio won this too because as I said he doesn't need it he's over forever he's fucking Rey Mysterio yeah and and the United States titles waffled a little bit there because there was there was that weird R Truth <laughs> won the belt like in in the middle of uh, like he won it from Shinsuke there or, or whatever it was. It just it, it wasn't great. I don't know. Just yeah, it, they need to legitimize it a little bit. You're, but you're converting me here okay. because you're right about Ray. Uh, he's a legend, and I think he's more of the mentality that he would um, <clears throat> he'd take the loss to put over. You know, the new guy, the current guy that's hot, that has the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And he's not a full-time guy either, right? He doesn't want to be in there day in, day out. Yeah. Um, so that 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 does make sense. Uh, Joe is is the heel, and you can do other things. But it was, sorry, Joe is, sorry, I didn't necessarily mean the heel, but he's like a workhorse mm-hmm. that you can do a lot with. And I could see him, with his charisma, saying, um, I'm bringing legitimacy to this, and I am making this belt something to care for again. Maybe they're leaning on him to make that belt something people care about again. Mm-hmm. I would be all right with that. Yeah, I mean, th- that'd be the other thing, is is would they want uh, Rey Mysterio to win this for that like uh, nostalgic, nostalgia pop of, of Mysterio holding the U.S. title? WWE, they don't treat their fucking returning legend nostalgia guys that well. They get them for the cheap pop. They don't yeah. give them anything. Usually not, which... It, and. and 
I'm okay with it for the most part because, like, Rey Mysterio's job at this point of his career should be to come in, put on some awesome matches, and put the, put the new guys over. That's why they gave him all those matches with Andrade, um, who both of them tore the roof off the house every time they were in the fucking ring, which was a bunch of times. <laughs> and then they just decided to go nowhere with Andrade, I assume, because he can't speak English, right? Which is horse bleep, if that's true. Um, I, I don't, I don't want to cast aspersions. I'm just... Call it not, how I, I'm just calling it how I seize it. That's you're all. not writing down my f bombs, are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I try not to. I try. I try very diligently not to curse on this pod because when I when I curse, like when I drop f bombs, I want it to mean something. And I don't know. I, I really am increased about the uh, treatment of Andrade, Cien Almas, like to the whole thing where they're like dropping him to get the single name. They just did the same thing with Mustafa Ali. They just call him Ali now or whatever when he comes to the ring, and it's like what the fuck. Oh it's, man, it's, it's just so unnecessary. It's just overthinking to a insane extreme. It's Smo- it's, it's catering to your five year olds and shit. I guess. Um, Small Joe versus Rey Mysterio. Who goes over, Mac? Uh, yeah, Joe's gonna go over. It doesn't make sense to have any other way. I hope so. I hope like I'd be cool if Rey Mysterio won it too. Ultimately, there'd be like, I, honestly, if Rey Mysterio won, I'd be like, ah, oh, but. All right, I'm fine with it. Go Ray, go Ray. <laughs> you know, right? And, and then they like, they just be, end up yeah. he end up giving it back and, and doing yeah. something great at some other time. Like two, if he wanted like two month reign tops. Um, all right, next up, uh, AJ Styles versus Randy Orton in just a good old fashioned singles match with nothing on the line there, Mac. Uh, AJ Styles underdog in this matchup plus one twenty five. Randy Orton minus one sixty five. Hmm. You know, I I'm... go ahead. I'm sorry, I'm just saying I'm happy they're doing this because when Orton gives a shit, he'll have a fucking amazing match. Yeah. This has all the makings, I, to me, of a just well-worked late card match. You know, like this This will be... This, I feel like, will be like probably one of the final four matches of the night. Um, I don't think it. I don't think it happens early. I think it happens late in the late in the card. And like to to a, get everyone woke up again. <laughs> yeah, either to get everyone woke up again, or everyone kind of cooled down. We just watch a, just a good old fashioned, just just a wrestling match, you know, uh, uh, Mac. Um, you know, AJ. It, it just a, just a work, just a, just a workhorse match from from these two. I'm not as big on Andy Randy Orton as I have been in the past. It's obvious that uh, to to me that I think it's time that he kind of shifted aside there. <laughs> yeah, but, he's seeming uh, a little a little long in the tooth in that you know, he's he's still there again, you know, like we've yeah. seen him, he's done it all. Why is he an all the time guy when he should be more of a, an occasional guy? Like mm-hmm. when you need someone to come back to put a new guy in their place or or something, you know, then you call in Randy and then it's a big deal. Now, mm-hmm. Styles is actually I think older than Randy Orton, which is kind of weird to think yeah, about. Yeah, I think he is. But um, he is still, like, sort of hot on his run. He hasn't had the big primetime uh, – he hasn't had the spotlight for nearly as long as Randy Orton, at least not in this organization. Uh, and in terms of WWE, they're the only organization they give a shit about. But, you know, I like the fact how Randy called out, like, you know, you, you weren't here. You were over there doing all that. I'm here, so we're going to do this. Like, there's a cool contrast there. Mm-hmm. And I think – like and this is also seems to me like this is good Randy. There's good Randy and there's not give yep. it Randy. When you get good Randy, it's like I don't even care the outcome of the match as long as it's good Randy. <laughs> yeah, I do enjoy that Randy Orton has 
you know, he he's basically gone from like when he first came along, he was the legend killer, right? Like he beat up all the old guys from like the eighties and the seventies. And now I guess he's like the indie wrestler killer, right? Where he goes in and he's like, Oh, all those favorite indie match guys. Cause he does this on Twitter too, where he goes on and he like, like he, he does this in real life where he goes on and anytime any of the indie guys do something stupid, Orton basically goes, that wasn't that great. You know, <laughs> like, he just does that sort of thing. He's kind of like an old curmudgeon and he's built that into his character where he's like the, the indie killer now. And AJ Styles is, you know, one of the ultimate indie guys. Uh, you were right, by the way, AJ Styles is 41 and Randy Orton is 39. Um, I kind of like, I mean, it'll be interesting to see if AJ Styles can get an interesting match at a Randy Orton because we haven't had an interesting Randy Orton match in quite some time. Uh, the, I was kind of hoping when Royal Rumble happened, I was really hoping that this would have been Nia Jax versus Randy Orton. That would have been, <laughs> that would have been, it seemed like they were going to try to do that. Um, cause they let Nia go in there. Honestly, like Nia going into the men's Royal Rumble was just for them to dip their toe into like the intergender stuff. And everybody loved it when it happened. And then they announced that, uh, at a couple of house shows, I think that, uh, Dean Ambrose, who, as we know, was on his way out of the company, was going to do a couple of matches with uh, Nia Jax on some, like, house shows and stuff. And those ended up getting canceled. So it's kind of a shame because I, I kind of would have been into the uh, the intergender stuff. But uh, oh, I, so it just, uh, this just doesn't seem like they're going to risk it on uh, on WWE. Can't they, blame them for that. They, they just turned tail. Maybe there was some negative feedback from Fox or something Probably like that. Probably was, yeah. I, 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 I would assume there was. Uh, AJ Styles, Randy Orton, who goes over, Mac? Oh shit! Uh, I I think Randy is gonna go over. Um, he's favorite. He's he's favorite. He's minus one sixty five. Styles is still more of a baby face. That uh, that you know when he wins, it's still kind of a big deal. You can and he's one of those guys you drop him into anywhere, anytime, and he's and he's cool. Um, I know it's Mania, and Mania is usually when the faces win. But you got to throw in a couple of heel. This would be a good way to get a cheap heel win. For the yeah, as if Randy Orton wins this, and like you said, this is not an important match. This is just to get mm-hmm. probably to you know reheat up the fans or something like that. Yep. But uh, it's it's like I'm just excited because it's going to be a great match because like Orton, Orton is also a master. I don't know yeah. if anybody's as good as AJ Styles, but now then you're like you know kind of splitting hairs. Orton when he wants to be is a master. He's yeah. Orton's kind of like Vince Carter was in his prime. <laughs> where Vince Carter could have been, he basically, if he gave a fuck, he was the greatest player on the court. The problem was he just didn't give a fuck enough, right? So, so uh, yeah, and Randy Orton at this point of his career is kind of the same way, where it's like, if his matches are like, you know, the the joke everyone calls him is Blandy Orton on the internet. Yeah. And, uh, like, so, like, if Randy Orton doesn't, basically there's Randy Orton and then there's Blandy Orton, and Blandy Orton shows up when he doesn't give a fuck, and he's just going through the motions, right? And he's like, all right, here's my move, I'll do this, duck into the thing, RKO, collect my paycheck and go home. Yep. So it'll be interesting to see if AJ Styles can bring Randy Orton out for this one, and, and uh, we actually have ourselves a match. Uh, so who you got going over? You picked... Uh, Randy. You picked Randy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say AJ. I'm going to take the underdog. I'll say AJ. Okay. Um, Shane McMahon versus The Miz in a Falls Count Anywhere match. The only thing that matters in this ma- uh, match, Mac, is what the hell is Shane McMahon going to jump off of? Amen. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's it. Or do they flip it and The Miz kind of <laughs> is, jumps off something into Shane McMahon and Shane McMahon ceremoniously patches the jumping 
passes the jumping off things torch to the Miz, and then that becomes the Miz's thing. That I would be down for. That's my one fantasy book, I guess, for the, uh, <laughs> for the podcast. <laughs> so, so we've each used our one, basically. Okay. <laughs> uh, the Miz is minus 250 to go over, and uh, Shane McMahon is plus 175. Uh, how do you feel about this one? Uh, it sounds about right to me. Um, like it doesn't doesn't really make sense to have Shane McMahon win because he is sort of a come in and when he wants and leave when he wants guy. Miz has been a workhorse for many many years, and that's something which I think WWE gives cred toward. Miz is their type of guy as well. You know, he's kind of a if he if he if he wasn't talking, he'd be a white meat baby face. But he's got the mouth and he's he's one of their well-regarded guys that's the impression i get and that's why i think he's gonna win yeah i to me i think that the this is one of the matches where i i honestly think that the the whoever wins this match ultimately doesn't count because we're never going to remember who won the match as much as who jumped off of what i think right? yeah like 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 whether it be the miz as like i said as as my fantasy book of he's the guy who jumps off the high thing this time instead of Shane McMahon but like yeah we're not we're, whatever it is we're not going to remember we're, we're not going to remember what uh, yeah it doesn't really matter ultimately I think I don't I don't really think it matters um, it's been a fun build up uh, the Miz is awesome Shane McMahon is awesome and and I just can't wait to see what they jump off of in this match maybe they both climb up something and both fall off at the same time and it just ends in a draw I'd be down with that it's all it's all good in this matchup that's all I have to say as um, long as we don't see any ECW kind of shit no, it's fine. I, no they would. It, it would be heavily rigged <laughs> whatever they jump off of that's true uh, it'll be better than whatever you, or like better in terms of safer and less stupid than whatever yeah. ECW would do. Yeah, it's not going to be like that one time when friggin' <laughs> that that infamous time where New Jack grabbed that one guy and was like, we're both falling off this thing, and the other guy was like, no, please don't. And he was like, nope, we're jumping. That's kind and, of what I was thinking about. And it was <laughs> disgusting. Um, oh. Yeah, that was bad. Oh, um, there's another, if you, uh, maybe I shouldn't plug this, <laughs> but if you want to see uh, a bad table botch, and actually this is sort of a this is sort of shameful. Um, I'll, I'll mention this because it is shameful. Triple A Wrestling. Yes. Uh, they had a guy. They're featured all the time on Botchamania. Oh, man. Triple <laughs> A Wrestling. And so the thing is they had a guy miss a powerbomb through the table, smoke his head in the edge of the table, and just get oh, no. knocked the shit out. Oh, Lord. And then they were, like, replaying that, like, oh, look at this. And it's like, it's eh. like, that man's unconscious, right? Yeah. That's... Yeah, like, for real, for real, this guy's unconscious and concussed. And at least with WWE, I I hope they wouldn't do that. Maybe I'm being too optimistic in giving no, that. No, I don't, I don't think so. They, they'll, they'll definitely, like, Shane or, one of Shane or Miz will jump off of something, but they'll make it as safe as it can possibly be. Like, it'll be, like... He'll jump off the top of something into a, an announce table that will be like heavily rigged with like an air yeah. underneath it, sort of a thing. So there's um, a lot of great talent in AAA in those feds. I just think that was a, a shitty thing for them to do is to indeed. like sometimes sometimes you fuck up. That's that's all it is. Yeah. 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 Uh, Miz or Shane, who goes over? Miz. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Miz as well. Uh, Kurt Angle in Kurt Angle's farewell match is going up against Baron Corbin, who, for the life of me, I cannot figure out why he has this X-Pac heat where it's like, just go home. Baron Corbin has done nothing but work excellently as a heel 
this entire calendar year since last year and wrestle like basically since he became like constable Corbin, I think he's the most underrated guy. I think he's the only pure heel they have on the action on like the entire roster. Cause everybody hates him. Whether you think it's like that, that, that go home heat or that Xbox heat or not. I just don't get it. Um, man, I, I think he's been really good. The vests are hilarious, but, uh, it's funny, yeah. but like, I, I don't really want to see him as a weasel. Like I, I think he could no. be really intimidating and mm-hmm. and known for his ring work. Yeah, his he's ring a work big was dude. He, he <laughs> exactly. He's a big dude. He could wrestle that style and like in NXT his matches weren't weren't bad. He wasn't amazing. Oh, yeah, good matches. Yeah. Well, the thing like his his thing in an NXT was like his gimmick in NXT if you remember was like I beat up your favorite wrestlers. Right, like, yeah, and he would yell at people like, "Go back to Ring of Honor!" Like, it was yeah, funny. Yeah, that was the best thing, right? Yeah, it'd be like all your. It was kind of like what it was. It was. It was a better version of what Randy Orton's doing now because it was on the <laughs> NXT level. But it was like he's like all the favorite indie guys. I beat them up. That was his. That was his thing, right? And it was just, yeah. I I don't know. I I don't. I I don't get the go home hate. It's it's he could be, if we if if the fans it's too far gone now for this to happen i think but if the fans were just embra- to embrace him as an actual heel i i think it could be great stuff that, but it, it's that, probably too far gone it's a little upsetting kurt well, angle's that, mi- minus 250 and baron corbin is plus 175 i don't get i'm glad that this is kurt angle's last match because the, the the work we've seen him do over the last like two months is has been like like dear dear yeah. god please hang it up kurt like i love you man i don't want to see you like you know, I, I don't, don't want to don't see get you killed become, in the ring. You know, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to see him become another one of those guys who just fucking dies in his fifties or sixties. Like I just don't want to see it. So I'm glad that he's hanging it up. Um, he's favored, which is weird to me because if you're a wrestler, Mac, you're supposed to go out on your back, are you not? Yeah. Now the only weird thing is like since Corbin has like, they want him to be the heel like you're talking about. I think they expected people to, mm-hmm. to, to like him for the reasons you are. And that's, that's cool. Like I understand why you like him and why, and how they expect him to be a heel. Um, it's just that like for a guy as legendary as Kurt Angle, like I think you'd have to like take another really well tenured guy or like your real badass up and coming ring worker. Cause Kurt Angle was such a good, such a good worker you almost want to like pass the torch of like you're you now have the spirit of kurt angle or like you are kind of like me and if if shelton benjamin was still going strong you know he's a guy that could have that or you know seth rollins is already in a match but he's a like ring worker extraordinaire and he's not the only one like you got seth aj finn like we have a decent list of really good ring workers who could carry angle through the match job to him well and that that that's like an honor to him you know so maybe i'm just stuck in that sort of wrestling uh etiquette or what they should do that way i i don't think wwe sees it the way i do obviously because they're gonna say like oh yeah but he's getting he's gonna get a win over a heel people don't like because people don't like him because he's the way we want him to be which is basically your reaction to him it's just that most fans i think see baron corbin kind of like they're fucking him up you know they fucked up baron corbin the reason i don't like baron corbin is because he's not like he's not used as effectively in their perspective you know he's not the the nxt guy 
and he's not the big intimidating guy. He just is in a weasel position. So like, I I still think Angle should go out against another really good ring worker because that was his call sign, his claim to fame. Yeah, it, to me, I'm not sure how they want to go with this. Like, I'm not sure if Kurt if Kurt Angle's like, yeah, let me go out there, let me put over Baron Corbin. Or if they want just one classic nostalgia pop for that's it, uh, Kurt Angle. I, so I, I honestly don't. I'm not sure. And if anybody's gonna, if John Cena is gonna inject himself into any match, it would be this one, would it not? Like probably just, just so they can have like a whole red, white, and blue kind of ending to uh, to this match. Like Baron Corbin just beats up Angle the whole time, and then Cena interferes. AA and then ankle slam, ankle lock, Corbin taps, Kurt Angle gets the win in his last match, says farewell, they drop maybe some like red, white, and blue confetti and shit and do do that sort of thing. Again, no idea that fits which way the bill. they want to go. Yeah, I mean that that would fit the bill too. It also could just be Baron Corbin goes over, the crowd boos the shit out of out of Baron Corbin while he heads to the ring or while he heads up the ramp, and then Kurt Angle's left in the ring and he gets to stand up and, you know, wave and blow kisses to the crowd and the crowd gets to give him the standing O that he damn sure deserves and uh yeah and then angle just kind of transitions back into being like gm kurt angle in like six months right <laughs> like, like like that that'll be it so they're, they're just gonna go with the cheap nostalgia pop that's that's yeah, so? their style fuck so you're going kurt angle goes over it, for exactly just a cheap nostalgia pop mm-hmm. where he just beats baron corbin and it's like oh he got that dastardly baron corbin yeah uh, I'm going to say Baron Corbin goes over just for fun. I'm, I'm just going maximum. I'm, I'm a fan of maximum chaos. So, uh, <laughs> I'm an agent of chaos. So I'm going Baron Corbin goes over. Uh, all right. Three matches left here. We're moving, we're moving through it. Um, first up of the remaining three, uh, this can't possibly be triple H versus Batista. That can't be right. Let me check the calendar. What year is this? No, no, it's 2019 Mac. And it says triple H versus Batista. What the hell is happening? Yeah, uh, looking <laughs> at the videos and shit of like Batista's lines to like spice girls music. Yeah. Oh, that's been the best part of this whole, this dude oh. has made no sense. And then WWE stole that joke that they did on the internet where triple H, uh, did the thing where he was like, you know, give me what I want, what I really, really want. Um, <laughs> This is a no holds bar match, and if Triple H loses, he must retire from ring ring competition. I would say that, honest to goodness, the only good thing that has happened during this buildup, which has been bizarre, was Batista. I can't remember if it was Monday night or Tuesday night, but one of the nights this week, he came out and they were like, they were like, you know, Batista's finally gonna talk. He's gonna get in the ring and he's gonna say something. And then he got in the ring and all he did was point to the. Uh, all he did was point to the jumbotron, and they played the old package of him beating beating Triple H at WrestleMania, and then he just dropped, <laughs> and then he just dropped the mic and walked out. It was like, yeah, that's all you needed to say, right? Um, I don't get why this match exists, other than I guess Batista is maybe supposed to be their like big celebrity guy, since he's uh, I guess a pseudo movie star at this point. Uh, I think he wants one more. One more, not with the Daniel Bryan thing. Like he, I think it's like yeah. almost like one more for him with a guy who he has, mm-hmm. you know, actual history with. Like the Daniel Bryan thing is like, okay, I understand. Like I kind of got to move aside for the new guy, but I still want my one last time, and this is his one last time. And I don't think he's going to lose, but even if he does, it doesn't fucking matter because Triple H wrestles so infrequently and even if triple h is like oh i just came out of retirement you know what i mean like yeah it's not gonna really be binding 
<laughs> well, if you like Batista, you'll like the odds then, Mac, because Triple H is a pretty big favorite. He, I think, is the second biggest favorite we've seen other than Finn Balor. He's minus 400 to win this match. So you got to lay heavy juice on Triple H if you think he's winning. Batista's plus 250. So you're actually getting a little bit with uh, with Batista if you think he's going over. I, I just... I don't care. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. I, I, this match leaves me so cold. I assume it will be like the cool down match before the. I, Maybe I this is going to turn into another Shamas where like Triple H has guys come out on his side, then Batista has guys come out on his side. It doesn't yeah. really make sense why they're on either side. Yeah, God, I don't know. It's it's so weird. I I ultimately think this will be kind of fun once the match starts. You know. Like, because I, I think Triple H has still got it, and I mean Batista hasn't been in the ring in a while, but like these two guys are consummate professionals. They know each other like the back of their hands, even if they haven't worked together in like fucking ten years. <laughs> but uh, yeah. uh, I, I, I think they'll be fine. I think this will be a fine match. I mean, I, I assume they'll like they'll somebody will go through a table because it's a no holds barred match. Somebody will go through the announce table. Somebody will get like a chair to the back, and it'll it'll be all right. I, I just don't care who goes over because it's it's ultimately going to be pretty meaningless. I all mean, those like, things that you mentioned are what yeah. I think Batista wanted in his last match. Yeah, mm. just just uh, just one last just one last kick at the can. You think just like well, well he should have grown a, a big beard for this match, <laughs> Batista. Just, beard versus beard match. <laughs> yeah, they could have done a beard versus beard match. Uh, I don't know, Triple H or Batista, who goes over? Uh, Probably Trips is gonna go over, mm-hmm. just because he's Trips. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna say Trips too, but I th- I think this I think this could if if I were to pick one match as the this and as the surprise match, and maybe this is just because I have like absolutely zero expectations going into it. So <laughs> if this match is even mildly entertaining, I'll be like, all right, all right, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just just not not sure. I'll 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 say Triple H goes over too. All right, two matches left. The two big ones. First up. The singles match for the WWE Universal Championship. Brock Lesnar, the champion, defends against Seth Rollins. Brock Lesnar is plus 100. Seth Rollins is minus 140. So they have absolutely learned their lesson from last year back when they got absolutely killed because of that Brock Lesnar swerve uh, against... uh, Was that last year? Yeah, it was last year, right? When they had that, like, everybody thought that... uh, Roman Reigns was going to beat Brock Lesnar, and then Lesnar hit him with, like, 12 F5s and pinned him. Right? That was last year. Wait a minute. So Seth Rollins is the favorite? Yeah, Seth Rollins is the favorite. He is minus 140 to, to take the WWE title. Wow. But you'll remember last year. It was last year, right? I'm, I'm not remembering that incorrectly. WrestleMania 34 was, was Lesnar versus Reigns when everybody thought Reigns was going to win because they telegraphed it for, like, yeah, yeah, it was Brock Lesnar defeated Roman Reigns. Um... If I remember semi-correctly, Reigns was like minus 2,000 or something to win that matchup. Um, and Lesnar was plus f- like 750 or something. Like nobody in the world thought that thought that Reigns was losing that match because it was just so telegraphed, right? That they like they set it up. Reigns was the golden boy. He was going to take the title from Lesnar, and then we were going to usher in the era of Reigns finally, and here it was. And then, <laughs> and then Reigns ended up losing. He didn't even win the match. And so uh, for fake wrestling bets, um, I think they actually lost a bit of money. <laughs> so they have clearly brought the odds down on, on that. It, they, they learned a little lesson, I guess, about 
putting high lines on wrestling matches, especially considering all the rumors were that Vince McMahon changed changed the outcome of that match like 20 minutes before the match. Like, like all the rumors are that Vince panicked. Vince panicked at the last second and said, no, uh, Lesnar retains at, at, the, at the last second, which makes sense because it, it – like that story checks out to me because it made no sense storytelling wise that Lesnar retained last year. And I, I, I don't agree. Think he'll retain this year. But but that, that what the hell has changed Vince's mind now? I mean, it's not even Reigns again. Reigns is still yeah gonna be the one getting the wind behind his you know the wind behind him and especially now coming back off of having the leukemia, like he's even more baby faced. So if anyone's gonna beat Lesnar, I'd assume it would be Reigns. Hey, I am O frickin' K with Seth Rollins doing it because he is a super workhorse, like in terms of like day in, day out awesomeness, like it's hard to touch Seth Rollins. The only one I think who might be able to is AJ. Like completely agree. Yep. Like Rollins is awesome. Like when, when he first came out, I was sort of like, who is this guy? But then like, yeah, night after night, amazing. And I like the shirt Monday night Rollins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that Monday really night sums Rollins. it up. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just, I just think it's time to get the belt off of Lesnar and and you I know, have us be able to see see the belt every every week on Raw. I, I just think it's time. It's I want that. Enough. Yeah, but I don't think Vince is you know he's too anally retentive. I don't think he'll do it. True. <laughs> It'd be hilarious if he again like I, I like I like to picture Vince like just like being like, all right, Rollins is going over today. Here we go, Rollins. We're going to do this. We're finally going to pull the trigger on this. And then, like, ten minutes before the match, he's just like, you know, he's like, you know, it's just sitting there, you know, in, in Gorilla, just talking, just kind of thinking to himself, like, all right, don't panic. Don't panic. We're going to give it to Rollins. We're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. Ah! <laughs> he just had, like, everybody has to hold him back, kind of, from being like, no, have Lesnar retain, that sort of thing, right? Like, he just kind of, I don't know. I, I, I just, I, I could see... Vince, like I could see if I was, I, I would love to see Vince McMahon in Gorilla. I would love to be a fly on the wall in in Gorilla to just watch the gears in his head turning, you know, while, like a half hour before that match goes out, just to see if he's, you know, he's gonna I, be like pacing in a cold yeah, sweat. He's pacing, like, yeah, there'd be like one bead of sweat, you know, <laughs> like just going like like, am I making the right decision here? Because yeah, because he did fail to pull the trigger last year, but uh, I I think he'll do it this year. And why wouldn't you, right? It's it's about time. And it's not like he's gonna lose Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar's still got the greatest. He's got the greatest contract in all of sports. All of sports. <laughs> he's got the best contract in all of sports. Um, and that includes Mike Trout, who just signed for four hundred and thirty million dollars. Brock Lesnar has the best contract in Jesus all of sports. Jesus Christ, four hundred. Uh, yeah, four hundred thirty million dollars, ten years. Uh, and I thought it was light, to be honest, Mac. Um, Seth Rollins versus Lesnar. Do you have anything to add to this? Um, I want, I want this to happen just like you're saying it, but I do not trust that it will. So I'm going with Lesnar. I love it. Maximum chaos, Mac. I love it. Uh, (laughs) Seth Rollins. I'm going to say Seth goes over. I'm going to say they, I'm going to say they do it. Of course, I, I said fucking Reigns went over last year. So here we are. All right, here Ah. we go. The big one. Uh, the daddy of them all. First time ever women main eventing WrestleMania triple threat. Did it have to be a triple threat? debatable but uh here we go ronda rousey the raw women's champion charlotte flair the smackdown women's champion and becky lynch the man uh in a winner take all triple threat match for both belts so whoever wins this match this really should be i think a i don't i don't like that 
it's it's one of those one I guess for Raw you just want or I guess for WrestleMania you just want the one pin to win it all. I would prefer if this was like elimination like whoever wins has to like both ladies have to get eliminated. But uh here we are. Um Becky Lynch, the hottest property in in wrestling right now. I'm not sure. Now, we teased earlier that I was going to mention why I thought that they put the the SmackDown title on Charlotte Flair. Um, I believe Mac that, and that this is just me spitballing, but this this is this is what I believe is, um, they've got this deal coming up where Fox is going to be on uh, SmackDown is going to be on Friday nights now on Fox, and that's going to happen relatively soon. I wonder if. Because the, the the two hottest properties in the business right now, I would say, are Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey. Those are the those are the two. Like Becky's the hottest property they've had in terms of merch, in terms of the marks and the smart marks, and just the casual fans kind of liking her. And then Ronda Rousey brings in the casual fans, like you wouldn't believe as well. So I wonder if the unifying of these two belts is to get whoever like I, I believe that the unifying of these two belts is to get whoever wins this match on both shows I believe that is the reason that they have done this is so that they have a carte blanche region for either Becky Lynch or Ronda Rousey uh, to be on both shows because mm-hmm. I think that they are the two hottest properties that is that is just me I have I have nothing to base that on I'm uh, other than my own kind of observations and what I think would and how I would be booking it if I were uh, running the company in order to maximize my money flow. So that that's that's why I think this has happened. I th- so I think there was a method to the Charlotte Flair defeats Oscar um, for the SmackDown title. That that's just my opinion. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't know. Um, build up for this match, Mac. What are your feelings? Well, I have a kind of slight on this just because, like I was saying before, the the jerk around to get here. But I'll put that aside. <clears throat> What's done is done. Looking ahead, the internet loves Becky, like you said, but they like Ronda, really. I think that's what they want. So Ronda, Ronda brings in the casual fans like you wouldn't believe. But, I mean, plenty of rumors about if she loses this match, she's she's going away. Um, and the whole thing where it was speculating that maybe she wants to have a family soon, this kind of thing. Yeah. So who who knows? Who knows? That could all be nonsense. It could there could be some truth to it. Who knows? I a lot of people, a lot of the the people who have an ear to the ground on Twitter and are not just you know the dirt sheets are saying that uh, she's leaving. So. If those rumors are true, then one would think that Becky Lynch, who is minus 350 in this matchup, is going to go over for that massive pop. And then they can have Becky Lynch, who is the hottest property in the business right now, on both shows. Hmm. You know, that could really be. I just think that they do want the the casual fan and like I've always called her like she's sort of like the female Brock Lesnar like you you really don't have anyone lose clean to Ronda yeah or you, you don't have anyone win clean over Ronda that's what I mean mm-hmm. so she'll if she loses it'll be Shamazi and why would it be or at least you know what I mean it'll be like where no one beats her you know what I mean someone wins yeah, the match like, like Becky Lynch taps out Charlotte Flair and wins both belts and Ronda is like I lost my belt but 
you know, I didn't actually lose, right? Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, something like that would make sense. Like, you could really, you could run with it either way, but, like, knowing this is WWE, I doubt it's going to be Becky. The internet loves Becky. WWE doesn't care. They just need to involve her. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you don't think Becky Lynch is going over? She's the first one I'm crossing off. Oh, my Lord, Mac. You are a... I don't hate her. I, oh, I do. you're a pessimistic on this one, I think. Um, Ronda Rousey. Well, if you like the other ladies, uh, Ronda Rousey's plus 450 and Charlotte Flair's plus 300. Hmm. So if you think Becky is not to win this matchup, that might be where you want to place your money. I mean, I just don't know. Uh, like, to me, this this is completely the the winner of this match is completely contingent on if Ronda Rousey's sticking around and what the conversations are with with the with the television networks cuz like I can see both television networks being like no I want Ronda as the champion because Ronda brings in the casual fans we'll get higher ratings if Ronda's the champion and she's on every week but if Ronda's leaving then it's you, you got to go with Becky Lynch don't you I think they got her they probably sweeten the pot with enough mm-hmm. money to get her there for another two years because you know what where there's smoke there's fire maybe she was talking yeah. about having a family and they said okay well do 18 months here's the money yeah and so and you know considering the brands uh the brand split essentially is a a moving to a home network like there's money behind that and uh you know money motivates so i think i think it's going to be run i don't necessarily want it to be but i think it's going to be Interesting. So you're picking Ronda Rousey to go over. Yep. I could, I could, I could see it. I don't see. I mean, maybe Charlotte Flair will go over just to swerve us all, but uh, I think she, she uh, actually has her odds are less high than like Ronda's got. The, according to the good people of the the gambling internet, Ronda Rousey has the longest odds to win this matchup, which I think is insane to me because I I could easily see them even or both. I I just think this is. Becky Lynch, well, like what a what a year it's been. Last year when we were doing this podcast, she was she barely. I don't even think we mentioned her by name because she was in that stupid women's Royal Rumble, which again is just like or the women's Battle Royale, whatever you call it, which again is designed just to get those men and women of those participants of those matches money for for WrestleMania, get get them a WrestleMania paycheck. Again, noble pursuit. But um, yeah, I I mean, it's it's been wonky the build up to this part of that has to be the fact that they knew what the wrestlemania main event was going to be three months ago (laughs) they needed to tread water until we could get here right so and that's tough in in the in the instant gratification era of society where they're just like why are you swerving us and why are you doing all this stuff and it's just like well for the love of god we can't have Rhonda and becky just you know push each other around and participate in tag team matches where they hate each other for, you know, three months leading up to this. They got to do some stuff to keep you on your toes. But uh, I don't know. I'm, I I think this is going to be great. It's excellent to see that the women actually get to main event raw. It would, or main, main event raw, main event WrestleMania. Um, any other, any of the other matches other than this one as the main event would have just been a tragedy in my opinion. And I think I think we end with I, I'm going to say Becky goes over. I think Becky goes over Mac, and I think we get the image of her holding up both belts, pointing at the stupid WrestleMania sign. Which the WrestleMania pointer. Last time I checked, the uh, one of the best Twitter accounts you can follow is the WrestleMania pointer counter, where anytime somebody <laughs> points at the damn WrestleMania sign, basically, uh, like it, it like it starts 
like WrestleMania pointing season starts basically, I think two weeks before the Royal Rumble, Mac, because that's when they put up the sign that says WrestleMania before everything. And then everybody just points at it. And the pointer was up around like, I think 300 last time I checked. <laughs> it's ridiculous. The amount of times that people point at the stupid sign over the course of three months. Um, yeah. I'll, I'm going to say Becky Lynch goes over. What say you? I don't just because okay. I'm, I guess more paranoid and, and less trusting. There. Would would you be fine if Becky Lynch went over though? Oh yeah, totally. Like I said, yeah. I don't I don't dislike Becky. I just think they're gonna do the the business decision. Um, I don't like the fact they're unifying the titles. Yeah, I, I mean, I think they'll get away from that pretty quickly. But like, like I said, I believe that the I be, like I don't think that they're going to be. Like I, I've said unified on the titles, but it, you know, it's very important distinction that they haven't said unifying the titles. Um, so whoever wins it, I guess it's just going to be double champion and they're going to be defending them on both shows and both pay-per-views. And so does that, does that mean on a pay-per-view for SmackDown, you wager the SmackDown? Well, there's no split pay-per-views anymore. Remember they, they, they do the thing. It just might have to be that like, let's say Becky Lynch goes over. There might be a pay-per-view where Becky Lynch has got to put in two matches. Right, she's got to defend both. Uh, she she might have to defend both belts or something like that, and then that would be a way for her to get one of the belts off of her while still looking pretty awesome. So let's say she defends the Raw Women's Title against Charlotte Flair, and she beats Charlotte Flair, but you know it takes a lot out of her, and then she's got to go up against I don't know uh, your girl Oscar. She goes up against Oscar later on in the night, and she's just drained, and she gives it her all, but Oscar just ends up taking the SmackDown title off of her or something like that. Again, I'm fantasy booking in the future for, for something that may, may not happen because Becky might not even, might not even win this match. So no, but it, it, but... it illustrates what you can do with a, um, yeah. mm-hmm. a belt like, or, or in a situation where you have the both belts, I guess it gives you some versatility. Yeah. If, if that's what ends up happening, cool. But if it's like just to de-expand the women's division, like I said, I'm just always paranoid of these guys and, Fox especially for oh why do you need two women's champions that ain't yeah. what people want to see rah, rah, rah. you know like I'm just just kind of paranoid about the bad outcome of all of it yeah I mean the fact that Charlotte Flair is plus 300 has better odds than Ronda Rousey I think uh, concerns me a little bit Mac and uh, I mean we haven't done much talking about Charlotte Flair's participation in this match, but could we not see Vince McMahon saying this moment is going to be on, you know, DVDs and highlight reels. And we're going to talk about it forever because it's the first time the women ever main evented WrestleMania, that sort of a thing. Do I want, like, does Vince want the one woman who wins that match to be Charlotte Flair, you know, the daughter of legendary Ric Flair and she's a legend in her own right. I think she's the greatest uh, female heel of all time. I don't even think it's close, but I just don't see them ending WrestleMania with, with, uh, with the heel going over. Like if Charlotte Flair won, people would boo and they would boo loudly. And that's not because they hate Charlotte Flair. It would be because they would be so disappointed that Becky Lynch didn't win. Right. They, I, I just, who knows though. I, I just think Becky goes over. It's 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 tough for me to to think they they've how many times have they had the 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 heel win the main event of of WrestleMania? It, well, I can only think of one off the top. Like Triple H did it once as a heel, right? Like I can't 
I, I don't think it's happened too many times. Like, I know Triple H did it once, and that's the only one off the top of my head that I can think of. They just don't do it. I, I'm going to say Becky goes over and, and stay optimistic. So, But uh, who are you picking? I'm sticking to my guns. They're going to go with Ronda. You make a good point about Flair. She's uh, probably established enough. Like, she doesn't need it. You know, she's good enough. She doesn't no. need really... She just, has so many other, like, first accolades in terms of the women's stuff, right? Like, first women to win this title, first women to win this cage match, first woman to do, you know, that sort of a thing. And she, she's got a, a lot. A lot, I would say. Oh, totally, totally. So it's probably not going to be her. And I think they, they'll fucking spit in the eye of the internet fans and be like, nope, we're not doing Becky Lynch. We'll dangle that carrot in front of you, but we're not going to do it. We're going to do our girl, around, uh, Ronda Rousey. I'm interested to see what kind of response Rousey gets at WrestleMania because WrestleMania has been a notoriously international crowd, Mac. Okay. And I just don't think that, like, Ronda Rousey's kind of like an all-American girl, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm not sure if Ronda Rousey as a as a just just as a brand, I I'm not sure. Does that resonate with you if you're one of the British? Uh, wrestling fans coming over to New York for WrestleMania? Like, is, is, is Ronda Rousey a big part of your life if if you're that or if you're from Europe or, you know, where or wherever you happen to be? Like, it's usually a very international crowd at WrestleMania because people buy the tickets for WrestleMania two minutes after, you know, like, whenever they release them. So, it's, uh, yeah, who knows? Yeah, good uh, point. But I think yeah. Ronda is I'm, pretty... I'm just interested, yeah. She's pretty damn well-known. Oh yeah, oh yeah. She's. I'm not saying she's not known world over. I'm just not. I'm just not uh, sure if she resonates as well with, say, the European contingent. Um, okay. Like if, like if you're European, do you would you think you'd give a crap about Ronda Rousey? I mean, if, yeah. If you're like a hardcore okay. UFC or like mixed martial arts fan, you might. But I just don't think she resonates on a like pop culture level as well as uh, she does in the states. So tough. Like I'm very interested. I'm sure she'll get like one of them like mixed reactions, probably 60, 40 cheers, I would guess maybe 70, 30 cheers. Um, but I, I'm interested to see if when she walks out, she gets booed and she's got Joan Jett performing for her, which uh, live for her, which historically the people who get the live performances don't do well at WrestleMania. They end up losing, but uh, is that true? Yeah. So I remember reading that somewhere, but uh, that doesn't mean garbage. <laughs> that doesn't mean a damn thing. That's just a fun little note. Um, yeah. So that's it. Uh, on our WrestleMania podcast for WrestleMania 35. Um, yeah, that will be it for this week for the crossover podcast in terms of uh, pods. I hope you enjoyed us talking about the wrestling. Um, next week, we'll be back. We're going to be pulling double duty. Craig will be on, and we're going to make our predictions for the first round of the National Hockey League playoffs. And then later on in the week, um, I'm going to get some of the people on the other side. So it's going to be a true crossover uh, podcast next week as we'll be on the comic side and the sports side comic side we're gonna be talking about shazam because that uh, comes out this friday and i'm gonna go see the f out of that one because i i love shazam and this movie's getting good reviews and i wish nothing but great things 
for this movie all around. So I'm, I'm hoping that that ends up being pretty good. Uh, crossover podcast available at the crossover podcast.com, facebook.com slash crossover podcast and soundcloud.com slash crossover podcast. We are on iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. We're on most of your favorite podcatchers. Um, please rate and subscribe on all of those as well. Five stars only. And as always, you don't have to listen to this podcast, but please download it because the download numbers mean everything. Um, Mac, next time you are on, it will be, What's next? Um, it's not Royal Rumble. Uh, it's not Money in the Bank. What comes before? No, it Summer, is Money in the Bank. SummerSlam, right? Is it SummerSlam? Is SummerSlam next? Well, because we're in April, right? And SummerSlam's in... Yeah, yes, in August. And it's in Canada this year, SummerSlam. So, oh, shit. Uh, yeah, like the, that whole weekend's taking place in Toronto. There's an NXT takeover uh, at the ACC. And then SummerSlam's at the ACC. And then Raw and SmackDown uh, after... SummerSlam are at the ACC. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to be a stone's throw away from the WWE next time you and I are, are talking the wrestling. That's something so, to think about. <laughs> yeah, very something. Yeah, absolutely is something to think about. Um, Mac, as always, great having you on to talk the wrestling. Can't wait for WrestleMania. Um, thanks, as always, for, for coming on and doing this, man. Uh, you're welcome, buddy. Thanks a lot for having me. No problem. And I will send us off with the single greatest uh, wrestling entrance theme of all time. Take care, everybody.